we have to be productive. And that's today's topic. Productivity. I want to introduce this as a concept more around lifestyle rather than just sheer output all day long. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how you view uh, productivity, Satu. But for me, productivity is how do I set up my lifestyle so that I am able to produce work in an efficient manner that allows me to do or directed at my life's goals, Mm -hmm. right? I guess, said another way, how do you view productivity in your life? Well, long-term, to be able to hit certain uh, goals that I have for life and work um, and on everyday basis, to be efficient, to use the time that I have in the best possible way uh, to live a happy and uh, efficient life, I guess. Beautiful. Well said. So today we're going to talk about productivity and sort of how to use different strategies in your life to fit things in. Because I know it's a very common comment around uh, the CEO, executive, entrepreneur crowd is, I don't have enough time. Yeah. Or I wish if only I had a few more hours in the day, I would be so much healthier or I would be, uh, you know, an Ironman triathlete or something like that. So today we're going to introduce this concept of productivity as lifestyle. And I want to go through a couple of different strategies that I found work well for me. But I also want to hear from you, Satu, because I want to hear what you do in your everyday life. I get to see a lot of what you create and it's amazing and a lot of the stuff that you do. And so I want to know the things that you do or the routines you may have that contribute to that lifestyle. So why don't we start there? Talk to us, talk to us a little bit about how you set up your day to be more productive. All right. Um, you probably already know that I love routines. So that is uh, for me one of the keys. I have certain time that I spend at the gym uh, and I know every day how long that's going to take me approximately. And that's the first thing in the morning. And then I know when I'm going to have lunch, when I'm going to have my break. So I schedule the day pretty much the same way every day of the work week. Then weekends are a different story. But even there, I have a certain routine. When I go to sleep, when I wake up, and I I find that building that structure for the the weeks really helps me to be efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, Another Thing that I've learned throughout my career uh, is, and that, that comes quite easy for me. Now I'm going to sound horrible, but to say no, um, to scale away or off the, the things that are not bringing me closer towards my objectives, um, to not to go to those unnecessary meetings. Um, to dare to say no to something that is uh, sort of deviating from my plan. Even sometimes it has to be like the fun stuff that I just realized that I don't have time for every single coffee um, that I would like to have with people I network with um, and those kind of things. And, And I notice also from the corporate world that especially in the Nordics and especially in Sweden, we have a lot of meetings in offices. And now that could be a longer story, but everyone knows that who lives in Sweden, especially Mm -hmm. the Finns. 
we are efficient and we don't like to use the time for unnecessary meetings. And when you're here, uh, you realize that everyone wants to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's just meetings after meetings. And then suddenly you start to ask yourself, like, why am I attending these meetings? What is my purpose there? And that's my message now here is always when you're called into a meeting, ask, what am I going to bring to the meeting? Is it really me who should be attending? And is the meeting really supposed to be one hour? So try to challenge both yourself and others. This explains exactly why our conversations are so efficient. (laughs) 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 But let's go, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how to just sort of jam, not necessarily jam more in throughout the day, but structure a day to induce either states of flow or uh, to be able to get in things like working out. All right. The sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. You have Qualia Focus for that near-term bump. You have Qualia Mind Caffeine Free for all my caffeine-sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38-ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on Earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind, Focus, or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to neurohacker.com and plug in the code BOOMER. You'll get an additional 15% off your order. Enjoy. For some people, they may think that they need to have two hours a day to work out, and there may be a better way to look at that in terms of how we can work it into your workday. And so a couple of the productivity techniques that I've used in my life that I find to be extremely effective are deep work, which Cal Newport wrote an entire book on this, um, as well as the Pomodoro technique. Mm. And let's start first by going down the deep work realm. And what I want to encourage people to do here is just keep an open mind in terms of these strategies. They may seem different, but you can integrate them. That's what I do. And also, as we're going through this, you know, just be open to the idea of trying it because it may seem at first glance that you may not be able to integrate it in your life, but you can integrate it gradually. And over time, it can become a part of you in a way that allows you to set up your productive life as an efficient one. And so let's start with deep work. And so deep work is almost exactly how it sounds. It's periods, big blocks of time, throughout the day where you have dedicated time for a certain task or multiple tasks. Uh, The way that this is structured in the book is you either have time at the morning, so you have just a huge chunk of time, let's say until when you wake up till 11 a.m., for -hmm. instance, or you can do whole days. They gave this example of, I think it was Carl Jung in the book who used Mm -hmm. to go and have these whole day retreats where he would just be in a, it was in Switzerland and he would be in this house in Switzerland and not be interrupted. Uh, A famous person who actually did this very well, although he 
just basically yells at his readers is Henry David Thoreau, um, mm-hmm. who did this in Walden, which is one of my favorite books. But going and setting aside time, blocks of time, mm-hmm. is effectively deep work. You shut off. I mean, the way you do this in practice is shutting off things like your phone, your internet, etc. Internet's a little bit difficult if you're doing research, but setting up blockers in those things are very effective ways to doing deep work. And in fact, Satu, this may be why I don't answer my instant messenger so early mm-hmm. in the morning. Makes sense. And that's smart. <laughs> don't, don't try to do that at the same time when you're doing deep work. Don't multitask. Yeah. Mul- uh, the premise of deep work is that multitasking is ultimately your enemy. Yeah. I did go through the investment banking world where, you know, one of our interview questions is, you know, how good of a multitasker are you? Or you're <laughs> told to highlight that you are a very good multitasker. And I mean, that's not how the brain works. No. So we need to figure out ways to be more effective, which requires us to focusing on our top priorities, et cetera. Uh, so the book to read on deep work is Deep Work by Cal mm. Newport. Uh, the other book that could be a good complement to any of these productivity strategies is The One Thing, which is by, uh, his name escapes me right now, but I'll link to it in the show notes. Cool. Should we move on to the Pomodoro technique? Because I think this could be interesting for a number of our listeners. Yeah. So Pomodoro is effectively Italian tomato. Um, but it, in terms of the technique, it came about because the original story goes is that the person who came up with the Pomodoro technique had a, a tomato timer and hmm. they would time themselves for 25 minutes. And then at the end of 25 minutes, they would take a break. So this kind of interval train, this is interval training for your brain. Yeah. And so what you're doing here is you're setting aside a period of 25 to, I only go up to 90 minutes because I find that my brain kind of caps out at 90 minutes Mm. depending on the day. And then we have rest periods in between. Those rest periods should be away from the task that you're doing. It should be doing something else, uh, ideally maybe even getting some fresh air or moving. And so let's go back to this whole productivity as lifestyle thing. Mm. For those who are listening, who are saying like, hey, I don't have enough time to work out during the day. This is where we may be able to insert that. And so if you organize your day in Pomodoros, and we do have a client, a number of clients that's actually tried this successfully, organize your day in Pomodoros, and let's say it's 45 minutes or 90 minutes with that five to 10 minute break afterwards. Getting some sort of movement practice in in that five to 10 minutes can help serve the greater cause of just keeping you in shape. Yeah. And so you have a really busy day and you have four or five Pomodoros scheduled. Well, that's, let's say, anywhere between 20 and 40 minutes of time to work out. And in your Pomodoros, you can do things like push-ups, squats, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but since it's and we're now recording on Memorial Day and it's Murph time, you know, mm-hmm. if you get through... If you get through 200 push-ups a day, 300 squats, and that's a high number, I realize that. Wow. But even, yeah. even you know, half of that, that's a pretty decent day to it just is. burning calories. Definitely. And 
for the ones that don't like to do push-ups and don't necessarily want to be doing those either in the future, you can just take a walk. It's just that simple or do some squats or whatever, hop, <laughs> hop around the office. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, we did down. we did the interview with uh, your friend Aki, right, and mm. from Nava, and it's amazing how much your productivity increases by just getting outside. Yeah. Uh, and so, going outside for a walk is a perfect way to do this. And so, the idea behind Pomodoro technique is you you sprint for a little bit, you stop for a little bit, and you recover. You sprint, you stop, and when you sprint and stop, making sure that you actually stop is a good thing exercise or movement in this case actually gets your blood flowing, which will help your brain work better. And so whether it's getting your X3 bar out and doing a workout or doing push-ups and squats, etc., there's plenty of options out there to not just do movement, but to just structure your day to make it more efficient. You're putting a time constraint on yourself. And as a result, you'll invark, invoke something called Parkinson's law, and Parkinson's law mean is essentially the the task expands to the time allotted, and this is why I try to put a deadline on everything because otherwise, you'll just let it go on forever. Yeah, um, I think this is such an important message. And now some of our listeners, uh, corporate executives, might be thinking like, "Oh, but my calendar is filled with meetings. I can't." use the Pomodoro because I'm sitting in a meeting for two hours. Okay, fair enough. Um, I would say that at least try to be the owner of your calendar so that you get to choose what type of breaks you put in between. At least get that five to 10 minutes break between every meeting. So what I've done with, with some of my clients is that, okay, uh, you have a standard that you can only book a meeting from, let's say, 8 to 9.50. And then you have to have that 10-minute break. And then the next meeting starts at 10 or whatever suits your calendar the best. But don't let people book you from 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11. That's not a sustainable way of living your life. Absolutely. And Google Calendar actually allows you to book meetings in 50-minute slots and keep that gap. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love what you said. Get a hold of your calendar. And we do have a number of clients who just kind of put these sort of blank spaces in their calendar every day to allow themselves mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Um, excellent. Any particular apps you use, Satu, to be more productive? Well, actually, what I have on my laptop, because I have the uh, what's it called? The Iris, um, what do you call it? Um, it's yeah. Iris. Iris. Exactly. That has this built in timer thing that also tells you when to take breaks. So I use that one. And then for other like productivity, I use, which I've mentioned before on our podcast, the brain FM app, uh, that really helps me with the, their focus music. And then when I have my uh, time off, I put the relax or recovery on and then I go back to the focus again. So that's those are the two that I use on a daily basis. Beautiful. I would just add a couple of things that I like to use are freedom, which for those who are kind of tempted to, let's say, check their email a little bit too often, like myself, uh, the app Freedom will block you from doing that during certain parts of the day. So I can set a block, for instance, until 11 a.m. to allow myself to get deep work done. 
Other effective email strategies include, uh, you know, there's inbox zero, and but also uh, scheduling time for email every day. On the to-do list front, I use Todoist just because I find it very effective. Um, the productivity, I guess, task manager strategy that I follow is getting things done. That's a book by David Allen, who actually resides here in Amsterdam. And mm. I think we'd have to do an entire separate show around this concept of building a second brain or oh, yeah. um, building an external brain because that that's an entirely new productivity strategy. Uh, Tiago Forte kind of pioneered it, but it's a I've made some adapt adaptations to it that have been very effective in my life. Cool. But there are literally dozens of productivity apps that you can use. Yeah. Any favorite books in this topic, Satu, before we sign off for the day? You always surprise me with this question. With the books question. Yep, yeah, exactly. I, I I'm a books remember, person. I'm yeah, a books I person. I have a zillion books, but I never remember any names of books nor movies or singers. So don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. There we go. What's your favorite song? Um, no, <laughs> no and that, that's actually uh, Skid Row, 18 and Life. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. Sebastian yeah, although, Bach. Other, I like that. Otherwise, I'm more of a hip hop rap person. <laughs> there you go. Wow. You went into 80s metal. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. On the productivity book side, uh, I'll let you gather your thoughts or not answer the question. But my my favorites, I just mentioned one, Getting Things Done by David Allen, uh, The One Thing, which is actually by Gary Keller. And of course, it would be a shame if I didn't mention Peter Drucker, so The Effective Executive, which is hands down one of the reasons why I continue to monitor time to this day. That's a good one. Yeah, let's go with that one. Excellent. So Satu, thank you so much for being a part of our little productivity, I guess you can call it podcast, but this has been fun. It has. Thank you, Barbara. Until next time, Satu. Sayonara. Sayonara. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. If you want to give us direct feedback or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.